India versus Pakistan. What I want to understand is quite a few things here. Why do British Indians have more of an affinity towards supporting India versus England? Only in cricket, not in any other sport. The level of hatred between India and Pakistan is really, really um, overhyped. And I don't think it needs to be that severe, personally. It gets really personal. And I just think it was one nation at one point. You guys are taking this too far. It is the biggest rivalry on earth. There's no bigger derby than India-Pakistan. Any sport. Welcome, people. It's this week's episode of the Indian Doctor Podcast. That was different. That wasn't the same. That was varied. Did hey. a little bit of slippy slide hey. on screen. Hey. Thanks. Oh, wait. Is your mic working? Tap it. Very good. Okay. That was a lovely sound check for everyone out there. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Very good. Very good. Give me my jingles, man. Give me my jingles. I'm going to dive straight into it. Have you not noticed sometimes we do a bit of a preamble before getting into actual confession? We do. It's quite nice. I actually like it. I think it's like... (laughs) You like like it. I like it. I think people like it. It's like an extra, extra segment. It's like, (laughs) what's happening before what's happening, what's before confessions and, you know, whatnot. Sat Hazar Bande. That's what's happening indeed. Tell me, bro. That's Mitran. Sat Hazar Bande. Wait, that's Sat a lot. Sat Hazar Bande. Ki das. What does Sat Hazar Bande mean? Sat Hazar Bande. 7,000 people. Sade Instagram. Te, sanu. Oh, acha, acha. Follow Kardian. Zor de Talia. In the beard, Leo. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everyone that follows us on all platforms. Appreciate it. Cheers. Really appreciate it, guys. We get 7K are... on Insta. Just now. And we're 3k away from that magic number when you get the little K, little. Oh, what's that? Kaka. Nice? Yeah, kaka. Well, kaka. I, was of, I was thinking of a nice Punjabi word with K. Ten kilo. K, <laughs> 10k kilo. 10k kanjar. But that was just, the kanjar kept coming to my head. <laughs> I'll say that. 10k kanjar. 10 carat. 10 carat. 10 carat. 10 carat. There you go. So, guys, we go. are not far away. It's amazing, man. It's amazing. I am. Um, I'll tell you how it's amazing, you know, and this is how you know when somebody actually understands Instagram. Um, I was at a wedding on the weekend, and this is kind of like preamble to what's happening, but I'm not going to give the full story. But basically, somebody was like, I heard you on a podcast, what is it? Went on his phone, typed it in, he did a follow, and he was like, yo, respectable numbers. That's what he said. I was like, this guy knows. Yeah. He understands. If you, you understand get, the clout that comes with numbers, right? You get more than a thousand people, right? Especially when you haven't got like three posts and you got like this many followers. But it's engaged from. followers as well. Like you can tell, buy tell followers. Uh, tell people what that means. Okay, you can buy followers and it looks like you've got bare people that are following you. Yeah. But then when you look at the interaction on your posts, like number of comments, likes, plays on your reels, etc. Yeah. That's when you know, is it matching? If it doesn't match by like massive amounts, like you've got a 15K following and 200 views. Something's wrong, which means you pissed off Instagram and they've potentially shadow banned you because you've just done some put their really. What was that terminology? They banned you? Shadow, shadow ban. So shadow ban is where ban. you don't get your stuff shown to other people organically because it's just it knows you've gained the system and bought a bunch of followers. Is that a real term? When you, you do really that, real? essentially it fucks you and your progress in the algorithm. Have you made that term up or is that a real term? No, it's real. It's real. Shadow banning's real. Shadow so there was once upon a time, a uh, comedian I'm seeing on Thursday, Andrew Schultz. I couldn't find Ooh. him on Instagram unless I went to my own following and then found his name and then went to his page. 
it was it was mad because people were posting about it on Twitter, and then I went on Instagram to try and do it, and it matched. I was thinking, whoa, they shadow banned him, so they do it to some people. What is interesting about what you just said there is the other day when I was looking through the messages, you know, the bit of homework I did to gather everybody's messages. You yeah. actually messaged him in the past. I don't know I if did. You remember. I right. did. But yeah, the yeah, message you wrote to him was really funny, man. Yeah. Proper full depth, like, listen, you're in London or something. I'm in London. Let's <laughs> be something is so funny. <laughs> I, was, I was like, if it's going to work, that's exactly the type of message. <laughs> this, this guy's thinking, who is this guy in this podcast? <laughs> He's got like 20 followers. Men, okay, yeah. That's me. So fair play, man. Fair play. Maybe it's probably worth another message now. Um, Maybe. But yeah, 7,000 people, a lot of gratitude. We love being here. We love doing what we do. Thank you, man. So yeah, let's do it, man. So you ready, Andy? Hi, Confessions of Brown Monday. And this week, I am returning my wife to center stage. Punjab Sanjeet Kaur. <laughs> so <laughs> yesterday <laughs> yesterday i went to see munya chihuahua oh yeah he is a uh comedian that people right. know about through instagram with his funny little shorts he's done about nigella and the government during lockdown good show overall that's right, what nice. i'm going to start off by saying good didn't get off to the best of starts though the show yes so sanj came from work i came from work it's a monday night we have bags we cannot leave our bags anywhere we get to the venue and the venue says no bags allowed inside give and context we said, what bags are you talking about work Sounds rucksacks normal backpack normal backpack what's the venue what type of venue is it like a, glee, a glee venue or like a big... yeah yeah it's it's like a it's an o2 sponsored venue so it's the o2 venue in kentish town so you would expect cloakroom you would expect a cloakroom but they had a cloakroom however hmm. it's five pounds to put your bag in at a time oh so there Two was for an seven pound fifty though but so there yeah. was an option there was an option that's there different. was an option that's different then. but here's the caveat garden hmm. i've had my stuff jacked when i've left it in a locker or in a cloakroom before i don't have i told you this in the podcast no once upon a time there was a girl called sanj back when we were friends she pretty much encouraged me to go yeah, to see yeah, Diljeet yeah, for the yeah. first time. I'm just telling people now the story, yeah? Go on, go on, go on, go on, yeah? Left my stuff in the cloakroom. I had oh. my dechi. I had my laptop in there, everything. Left it my, in the cloakroom. love letters to Sanj, yeah. yeah. Sure. Left it in the cloakroom at Wembley Arena. Wembley, big Wembley Arena. Oh, come on, yeah, exactly. Right, left it there. Right. Went back to collect it at the end. And she said, the woman at the cloakroom, oh, I gave it to your mate. Excuse me. I gave it to your mate. Um, my mate's right here. Uh, but Dal, that was his name. Have you have you received my items? He said no. Hmm. She said, I said, so who's, who's my mate? She gave it to. Her face drops. She goes to the back. I'm pretty sure she has a panic attack. Hmm. Comes out front and says, I'm going to need you to wait for a bit so I can look at this again. I was like, okay, fine. Go I'm not thinking something's wrong. Obviously. And here's the problem. She'd given my ticket away to someone else even though it's through the same ticket raffle system you use all the time. Hmm. She so gave it my bag and without the specific ticket. So how was it yep. redeemed? That's the question. And who would have known, unless, you know, they, they're right there at the point where you're checking your bag in and have seen the bag. There's no one else with the prior knowledge, is there? No. So my bag was gone. Uh, my laptop was gone. 
everything was fucked and i went home lucky as hell sanj felt really bad because she's she the one that she's the one who said you should, you should bring this I feel up bad often. because you didn't want to come to see dilajit but i kind of encouraged you to come now you're here and you've lost all your stuff i Andy, said you need to, you, you should need feel bring bad this up more often man you should feel bad you know how girls hold grudges and it's like it's the fight but it's got an eye hole grudges it it's like you haven't fucking met me but you need to bring this up man prime ammunition this is this is this is your get out of jail free card man but she's gonna say to me uh, the last Diljit concert we went to was one of the best concerts you went to i said yeah he was it was i won't lie god, one thing has got nothing to do with another you told me and my bag got stolen and you know maybe you had it arranged maybe you had it arranged you maybe could, you could say that so my bag got jacked oh. um and i was very upset very lucky went to bed you know when you wake up in the morning and you're like it was all a dream for three seconds and then it hits you you haven't got anything here got on the train back to birmingham <laughs> got to birmingham yeah so lucky just had my phone nothing else i was oh, thinking yeah. everything was on that laptop everything you know how you lose your laptop your life's on it yeah. this is my life post uni had all my memories on it all that stuff all my this itunes pre google all drive. my Ghana. yeah everything pre pre google drive by a long mile yeah okay okay so very lucky got to my mum's at the time and on the detchi that i got jacked it had my mum's number on it and her name what happened was the guy took it threw it in his boot drove to leicester mm. and then looked in the boot and found it wasn't his he picked up the wrong detchi they gave him two instead of one which i don't know how you don't correlate that but anyway so yeah, yeah. <laughs> i came with one it. i'm going home with two that's normal yeah something like that so yeah. then he called my mum and said i'm in leicester um i have i've got your bag um here and I, I assume it's yours and mum said it's not mine it's my son's he's gonna come and get it drove to leicester got the bag off the guy and everything was fine i got lucky because there was a nice enough sing who gave it back to me he was a sing as well so i met him like in the middle of leicester somewhere and he just gave it back to me which is really nice of him why did you have to clarify he was a sing i didn't understand what you meant he was a sing he was a sing because what did you mean because here's what happened that evening yeah. me and everyone there who saw my bag and got nicked were like fucking hell how dare how dare sings can do this to to other things like oh. why would you why, why would you do jord at a at, at, at a, uh, a concert where it's, you know at the start wearing main act like diljit Dressange, yeah all this stuff no <laughs> so i spent the whole oh. evening slating them right. and the next day i took it all back <laughs> okay yeah so, i mean we're scarred like that story yeah yeah but it doesn't really fit because it, anyway it came back to you i thought you were gonna say you never found it again but so everything was fine no, it was fine, but I got lucky in the sense that this guy had a conscience and gave it back to me. He could have opened the bag, kept it, and just said yeah. nothing, and I wouldn't have known anything. And what he did was I'd be none the wiser. I said, there's nothing valuable here. <laughs> Let's give this back. Maybe. He's talking but he didn't. about wanting to do a podcast. Like, well, who is this guy? Man? In 2014. <laughs> 2014. Geez, no, he was like, My podcast got none of me. <laughs> none of that. So that was fun. No. And since then, I'm very conscious conscience i'm very conscious of leaving any bags i have at a venue don't want to do it so this place sounds just like i know what happened to you in your bag i don't want it to happen to me so we're trying to figure out how do we get our bags inside the guy's like nah you can't take your bags inside what you said was you can leave your laptops with the security office which people were doing willingly and said you can collect this at the end and check in your bags at the bag drop oh and the silly thing was check out your valuables is what the thing yeah, the silly thing was everyone felt a little bit conned because you've all come from work. It's a Monday. People have come from work. What are you going to do with your bags anyway? You're not going to go home and drop it off and come back to the venue. No one does that. I was going to say, is that more uh, that 
definitely has to be a London thing because everyone here would just come home, wouldn't they? Like that's a normal. Yeah, thing. but commuting into central London, yeah. then going back yeah, out yeah. central, yeah. then Makes back in, sense. it's, it's yeah. silly. So they had a bag drop and I'm pretty sure it was like a ploy to get people to spend more money on mm. a bag drop, which the venue is going to take a cut of. And the venue said, we don't want any electronics inside. We said, hang on, but my phone. And they said, yeah, but laptops are different. I said, how are laptops different? They said, you can record on it. I said, I can record on my phone. I didn't say this. Sanj said this. Sanj said, I can record on my phone. He said, yeah, but the battery explodes. I'm like, the battery explodes. Excuse me. He was just making bullshit excuses. He said, look, it's come from upstairs. I can't really do anything. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. So reluctantly, we gave our bags then. You go upstairs and it's balcony. And on the balcony, there are no backs to the seats. It is. Huh? Yes. It's a venue where you're sitting on battered, like woven in seats. You know, the really old velvet ones that you sat on for so many years, they're grooved in. Yeah, but with no That's back. That's what it was. No back. So you're just leaning forward. Yeah, it was basically a bench. So we're sitting on mm. that for three-ish hours. Very Whoa, uncomfortable. Comedian, three-hour show. No, because we, we got there for seven, half seven. The main act, Munya, he didn't oh, come on till about okay, okay, okay. quarter past him. nine. Okay, okay. Supporting so out. he finished at 10.15. So that's three hours, right? So it wasn't comfortable. Uh, yeah, it got off to a really bad start. Sandra's fuming because she's thinking if my stuff gets jacked, I'm not going to be happy. I said, yeah, me either. But we have to hope the system works. So saw the oh, show. Yeah. Well, you got home, isn't it? I mean, there's no option for you. Well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Done. So you got, you got and you got to pay £7.50 for the privilege as well. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, so, I'm, I'm for London, it's not that expensive, man. I'm, I was expecting bro, a bag drop is expensive, bro. Like, NEC charged more than that. When we went to see Tony Robbins every day, the first day, bloody NEC, right? Got this, Ali. You get there, right? The size of the bag you can take into the actual venue, Indy, right? There's the four. Yeah, she's standing with a piece of paper, right? Yes. And I'm like, yes. who has a bag? Giza said this yesterday. Has a bag? He said, no bigger than, than an A4 sheet of paper. I'm thinking, okay, A4 sheet. Come on, bro. All right. Okay. Even, you know, like, even like, a, like, mom's got a nice, um, like a bag carrier, bag, which is bag. like for a laptop. Like, you know, a thing. Tote e- bag. Yeah, yeah. But like a slim one. But even that. And because they tried to do it the second day, that's why the first day I took a backpack, got completely screwed. I sat on a massive line, had to check in this thing, paid close to ten pounds for this bullshit, right? Hi, 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 hi. Exactly, man. Some people do that every day willingly, but and then the next day I was like, all right, I come prepared. I bought like a like a pencil, and I had that little bag or whatever. And the person was gonna compare it to a bag. I was like, are you for serious? Are you for real? Like, what do you expect me? To bring, like, I don't sound like it's an empty poly pocket, like, just with my book in there. Like, <laughs> bullshit, man. A4 bollocks. Poly pocket would have worked if you could. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, go on, carry on. So, uh. the event kicks off. The warm up act is his mate called Joe. He was okay, very okay. Yeah. Second guy was a kid called Michael. He was actually pretty good, very raw, but good. Munya comes out, does a very good set. And I was impressed. He mixed it in with a bunch of his skits that he does on stage and also skits that he does um, on video. But he did it on stage at the same time in sync, which is really cool. And mixed it in with his own comedian as well because he's own comedian, his own comedic lines because he isn't a comedian by nature. He's a online internet comedian, not a in-person one. 
So we've been touring for the last few months to try and figure out his material and make it good. And in fairness, for someone who hasn't done much of that at all, he held it down. I laughed quite a bit and I was really impressed. So respect to him. I just hope he gets a different, better venue in the future. Me and Sanjali, if everything is intact happily, my bags are intact, Mm. we're all good. But then the next day, this morning, I looked at my phone. Guess who else was there at the event, Garden? Someone famous. Maya Jammer. Michael Dapper, Stormzy at the same venue. What I didn't notice was at the back of the venue where the balcony where I was, there was like a velvet rope that no one could get over (laughs) and no one really looked and saw who was there. But apparently they were all sitting there waiting for him afterwards and they all got a bunch of photos and stuff done when he was there in the end. Uh, Stormzy, Maya Jammer, Michael Dapper, etc. They were waiting for uh, Munya to come off stage and then do like some happy photos and wish him congrats and all that stuff because it was his final night in London. Fair play, man. Man's making it. Yeah, yeah, big, big time. time. Got big boys coming to watch your show. Yeah, and then Sanj said, I bet they got to take their fucking bags in. And I was like, yeah, they probably did. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But do you expect any less? That's privilege, man. We know privilege exists. So, so Sanj was uh, not, not very happy. But I respect her hustle to try and allow us to be able to take bags in. She was thinking, let's take carrier bags and if, if i get a carrier bag and i put my laptop in there can i take it in they said it's still bigger than an a4 piece of paper yeah then no well is I a laptop thought, oh, bigger okay. than a4 piece of paper yeah is it okay i know yeah. yours is yours, yours is a big boy in it it says as well yeah. that windows thing very similar very close big chunky thing in it yeah what was so what annoyed her the most the bag policy i think really pissed her off because a lot of venues don't tend to do that not on a weekday they tend to have like the ability to put it under the seat but if you think of the venue and where we were sat, the seats were already built in and they were very narrow. So you can't put things on the floor because people aren't going to have the ability to step over them, potentially fall into others. So I understand why they did it, but it just wasn't communicated very well ahead of time. Ah, so that was my next question. So, because when you go to No email like, was circulated. No, email, no, no. Okay. It's like Kevin Hart. You've been Kevin Hart show? You've been Kevin Hart show. You know, no phone policy where you go in and they give you a little thing and you put it Beyond in. Beyond the bag. Yeah, yeah. That thing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, the head, the head of time thing, like sometimes look at it, but sometimes even though they've got that little diagram with the dimensions, you, literally I have to get it out. So I actually know what this is. Same mm. now when you fly with all these different airlines, man, you go to Europe as well, the bag policy, what can you take on? Like you just, you just need to know it. And within our extended family groups, I'm the person who has to find this, like, <laughs> do the screenshot from the thing, put it in the WhatsApp group, the family groups and be like, everybody read this. Do. Yeah, of course I do. Know. Everyone read this. No tomashi when we get to the airport, okay? No <laughs> taking smart out. It's not happening. So, um, Efficient yeah. wonder. Efficiency, baby. Although my efficiency this week, um, maybe I should put this part of my confession. I sh- yeah, yeah. Are you done or? I'm done with mine, man. I feel okay. better. Thank you. All Thank right, you. Cool. I wasn't planning on talking about this, but this has come up now about the efficiency. So I think I was too efficient with something. And then when we half the efficiency, it became more efficient. That sounds like a riddle, doesn't it? So I'll tell you yes. what I'm talking about. Yeah. So on the landing, so imagine you're coming towards the studio here. You pass, um, you know, a photo of me in my old tracksuit. I look like a man child. Yes. On the wall. Yeah. And then you got the banister on the left where there's some tolling and stuff. That's the boiler yes. cupboard. There's a couple of cupboards there. One of them being the boiler yes. cupboard and the very, very tall doors. Now, Previous owners, what they've done really well in most of the houses, where there are doors that need to close flush, they've installed magnets. A little bit old. 
And so it wasn't because it was such a tall door, it wasn't holding it firm. So my handyman was coming. He comes every so often. We have things that we do every year, make a list room. And um, I was like, right, let's let's get these doors really flush, okay? Because it's just making that noise, and it's just not it's not nice. It's not clean, and when you push it, it doesn't sit still. It pops out a little bit. Exactly that, right? So we said, okay, we're not going to go for more magnets because it's obviously been tried. Why don't we go for the you know the clicker thing where you push it in and it holds it, and then you it doesn't open work. It, you push it out. That wears out really quickly, by the way. Just a heads up. So we have it in our walk-in wardrobe. It's been fine for five years. Here's fine. And here's what we've learned is when it's a very, very, very tall door. And now, the guy who does my installation, he's like six or four. So unless you're pressing really high, you can't actually disengage. Oh, on the, the point of contact. Yeah, you can't disengage it. And so it just it just wasn't working. So he came. And um, so then we had another idea. Right, we'll double it up. So we had one at the top. I said, put one at the bottom as well. So I got home and he was like, yeah, I've done it. I was like, okay, oh, So I woke up to it and go, it's not opening. It's not opening. Why isn't it opening? This this shouldn't be that hard. This should be seamless, <laughs> right? And it's like if Mom and Shindy are gonna do it as well, like they have less force than me. Like they need to be able to do it. And uh, I was like, take it off, take all of it off, and I'll look for another solution. So then I go to do something else, and he goes, right. What I've done now is, I've taken off the top one, I left the bottom one, the bottom one being the new one. So I've just got one thing now, and now it's working perfectly. So I was like, we half the efficiency, and now we've come to solution. Hmm. Shindy was happy about this, obviously. Hang on. That was the grand story. That was this story. That was not what I planned. <laughs> that was such a weak story. Yeah. Oh, no. It's just, it's, it's, it, came, <laughs> it came to my head when you said efficiency, because Shindy was then gloating. She was like, <laughs> oh She's like, sometimes you're just too efficient. And she'll quote this thing that I say to her all the time, right? Which is the difference between efficiency and productivity. You can be efficient in anything. For example, you could be really efficient at, just, I don't know, cutting a gadget. Or brushing your teeth. Cutting a gadget, okay. Right, or like, you know, patting your head and doing this, whatever. You can be efficient at anything you want. Should you be efficient at these things is a different question. That's where productivity and efficiency are different things. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, she was happy just walking around the rest of the day and being like, yep, that's it. You got what you deserved, didn't you? Mm, didn't work, did it? And then if you went back to basics, it did work. And she was really happy about that case. But no, my actual confession was about when cleaning the house and dehoarding and just realizing that Punjabi people, what Punjabi feel holders, man. And now, look, we we know obviously you post a lot about what happens at CSK's house and the, the stories of what's found, yes. room room of requirement, and the funny jutia you find, and the mm. boxes of kapre. And I think we're all looking forward to your next, my next thing. adventure on the yeah, Instagram yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, if you're not following us there, you're missing out, man. Weekend content when I'm when I'm home at mum and dad's. Indie finds stuff. I get some good stuff on there. Really good stuff. Like you can't make this stuff up, man. The Bully Book guys give a shout out to the Bully Book as well. That was oh from, yes, from the house brilliant book, an amazing book. So, I discovered something which all Punjabi households seem to have, but I think is being phased out. Definitely in our generation. So, Individ, scenario for you: You're at CSK's house. You're at dad's and mum and dad's house, and some guests are going to be coming over. Okay, you're there. You're just doing whatever you do when you when you're there, fixing things and solving problems, and you know the usual that Indy does. Indy, how we got yeah. Indy got done. And actually, okay, I'll ask you a question before I give you the actual scenario. So, in preparation for guests coming, what is the usual thing that you guys do in your house? What's clean? Tiyari? Tell me your tiari mode. Yes, you clean. But what does that mean? Put everything away, but you don't put it away. You just reshuffle the positions of where it was. 
as in do you hide it out of sight or are you just literally just reshuffling it it's just reshuffling it away so the main table is clear fine so do you have a designated area for guests like cordoned off mean? bits like as in is it your focus on living room and like you're going to come through the door at Tiago Bayo oh yes they're going to be in there don't off. go in the other room yeah yeah no, yeah, no. yeah so cordoned off yeah no no practice yeah yeah um, okay, so you got a uh, fine. Tell me what you do. The smell, Koshibu, scent. What about the smell? No, guests are coming around. You like guess. doof, man? The bloody doof, man. The doof. bloody doof. That's, oh, God. I have so much cheer with doof, right? I love it. This, oh, God. You're, you're such a. I love the smell of doof at the You don't like Tarkiara beans. But the mind of stuff, man. I just don't know. No, man, the smell you. of stuff no, is nice. It listen, is nice. If you're going to be a coconut, you should be consistent. But you're not consistent. No, bro. And you I love told you. I told you. I'm not, I'm, not that, <laughs> I'm not that guy. You're not that guy. Look, we have um, Febreze. Febreze, is it? What's the, what's the other one called? The, it's Febreze, isn't it? Right? Yes, you've got the You got the thing you put into the plug and it produces the scent. You have the wick spray a, thing. A diffuser, yes. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. That. <laughs> Why do we need bloody doof because it's instant it's a it's such a Inst- powerful smell instant everything else is instant you spray shh, the spray comes out no, 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 no. <laughs> i mean it's instantly powerful it pungent. overrides the, the, every the key smell word you're looking for is pungent yes yeah it pungent is no, powerful it, it is deadly right yes. all right when you when your family like them or you do clearly it sounds like you do as well how many do you put in a one go one Bro, it is minimum two, man. Dad always puts Oh, two. no, no, no. I'm on about the flat. At the flat, it's one. No, no. Uh, at mum, dad's, it's three. Three? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they have this holder. Oh, my God. They have this holder where it's like no. three that are oh, popping no. out. Wolverine. Like, okay. Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wolverine prongs right there, man. Let's go. Oh, shit, man. Three. Three is like, oh, my God. You must be like gas tank, man, in there. Oh, my God. Do you open windows? Uh, Contain- is, is it containment? Okay, so you've been to mum dad's, right? It's got the kitchen and that's linked to the conservatory. You go down the, you go down the thing. You got the living room on the left here. You carry on. Yeah, yeah. Then you go and straight down. Room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight down on the, on the left is the kitchen, right? Yeah, but the kitchen yeah, is linked yeah. to a conservatory. Yeah. So when you say the windows open, the conservatory is kind of the window because it, it, especially now it's turned in it, so it's going to open up. Got it, got it. So you get some diffusion on that way. Yeah, yeah. Fine. So we don't have these holder things. Maybe we should invest in these Wolverine holders. Yes. So dad will find any random place, normally some butta, and just stick it in the soil. And the thing is, like, I can, when I, it's so pungent, like you said, like, I walk around, I'm like, I can smell that shit. Where is it? I need to find it, extinguish it, bury it. I need to put this shit out, man. But now dad's got this new smell, right? So he, he jacked this from Nani. It's, uh, God, it's lemongrass, right? It's basically, it sits on top of this lamp and he pours the lemongrass liquid in. Ah. But it's so potent, right? You need to dilute. It's supposed to be something like one part of that and nine parts of water. But even with that kind of dilution, it's still like, oh my God, like your eyes start hurting. You shouldn't, it shouldn't hurt your eyes, but your eyes start hurting. And I was like, dad, you need to, you need to water this shit down. Man. Holly, holly, dad. Nicely got. So you okay. got this lemongrass smell here and then you got this stupid doof, right? So anyway, in my cleaning, what do I discover? About 50 boxes of doof unopened. And I'm like, dad, please, I think you have more doof. 
than we'll ever need. Please, I mean, just sell them. Now that I know you like them, I'm going to sell them to you. I don't might sell just, them to my dad. Mate. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop them off at the gate. I'm going to leave them there. Don't drop them off at dad's. Actually, Why? if you did that, he'd think someone's trying to do Nuzzard and burn it in the back. That's what he'd do. And that would be exactly what I want. That's, <laughs> that's not a bad I idea. got the desired outcome I wanted. Exactly. All the thoughts being burned. Wow. That would send up a big smoke signal. That's it. Um, but yeah, man. Desi holding man. Doof is stinky. Doof is not effective. We have better method methodologies now for smell. Please let's use newer methodologies. I like Doof, man. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm trying to find my Doof holder now, actually. I can bring it on screen if you want. Please bring it. Okay, here you go. I'm going to have a swig of water, guys. You can listen to silence. Here we go. This is multifunctional. Oh my God. Wait there. Have you got the same one? Nah, don't fuck around. You got the same one. Let me just look inside this. We got the same one. Same holders, baby. <laughs> and you're telling me you don't like Dolph, but you got a Dolph holder. Don't do this. So Shindy uses it for candles. She doesn't use it with Dolph. Sanji uses it for Dolph. Look, look at that oh, outstanding Oh my God. See, look. Mike's cake never been used. Look at yours. My God. Look at the it's ash like in my Actual people. ashes look in there. Look at the ash. My God. What have we created? There you go. There you go. <laughs> Oof. You know what? The smell smells getting to me now. Okay, I'll close it now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Wait, but she uses that for candles. How? Yeah, yeah. Let's put the, let's put the candles there and close it. Like but it. if you close yeah. it, isn't the oxygen being suffocated and the candle goes out? I think that when we have used it, we choose the, you know, the fake candles. Basically, when we're in the cinema room and we're doing cinema room and we want a bit of mood lighting, we put the mm. little fake battery operated candles. Achoo, Which she has for various ones. decoration purposes, and that sits in there. Yeah, yeah. I could see your thing there. Like, what, what are you guys doing? Why, I was like, what, what are you on about, man? What are you on about, bro? So, I want to say now on the podcast, guys, if you are in need of tooth supplies, to see Ajo, message card to I will willingly donate them to you pro bono, totally. But he will not invite you to his house because that is TMI. He will meet you in a neutral location. CSK's house would be appropriate. As the Queslet, as the Queslet is, is a good neutral car park location. <laughs> for the exchange of the doof. Yes, exchange of the doof. <laughs> That's Drop great. off. <laughs> yes. Uh, we will accept follows and comments to podcast as payment. No problem. Yes. Thank say, you. Say yalla. And uh, yeah, so uh, Desi people, please stop holding. Uh, I'm, as you know, I'm going through my minimalism phase at the moment. I'm still doing it. So I'm actively purging things from the house. I'm actively purging other people's things. You know the best policy, Indy? If they don't know it's gone, they won't miss it. Great policy. <laughs> great, great policy. And you, you, know, you know what? But to be fair, I give people a chance. Literally, I will put them on notice, not telling them though, because that defeats the point. But literally, I'll look at something and be like, all right, if you're still there in five, seven days, you don't know it exists, you haven't touched it, it's going. And then when that time comes... If what's there in five, seven... Oh, if they don't notice within five, seven days? Yeah. Ciao. Gone. Ciao. And then, yeah. you know what, then I get, I get the comments like, oh, it's looking really clean, isn't it? I don't, I don't know what it is. Guinea's fine. I'm thinking it's Safai because Masara's... It's Safai because Savage Mavi over here, yeah, Savage came Mavi. out yeah. and just started cutting through everything like it meant nothing to him. Do you know, do you know that... Uh, Ruthless Mavi. Uh, 
دكتور ريثلس ماد بابي اوه هلا so you know that lady who had that cleaning show on Netflix the yeah. Chinese lady I think so a Chinese Japanese I can't remember Maybe okay Korean. yeah the ethnic lady let me type it Asian in. lady sorry continue um how good do you think that would be as a Punjabi show man Punjabi edition her oh, name is Mary Kondo that's it Mary Kondo born in oh she's Japanese okay good sounds right so imagine we do that as a challenge segment right i'll go to uh, guys use listeners if we nominate you pick some, maybe we'll do a live and based on that live you have someone who's basically gandana and the hoarder and you'll get nominated we will come we'll film some footage right and i will just basically organize supply efficient out that space wouldn't that be something what's the terms and conditions that apply I haven't thought that far we will have Indy can keep whatever he finds. It's fine. Governs the ideas, man. I'm the... How do we action this? <laughs> yeah. It's fine. You need both people, don't you? Yes, you do. Yeah. The visionaries and the, the realists. By the way, why yeah. are you still throwing off that someone called us uh, brothers in a previous life on a comment? You were like proper analyzing it for hours. Oh. No, that was like fake triggering. I just wanted to say. No, I that think was like you were that upset. was like me. No, don't be upset about that. What's wrong with that? That was me bringing notes to it so that you could give notes to it. But I didn't do it. But I already knew because I I commented back. I what saw I, it. What I mean, what I mean is, I could have done it a nice way, like always oh, in this nice comment, but I didn't need not nice way. But it to is try nice and get thing. a response from me. Yeah, but I know it's a nice thing. It's just we're just playing. But I didn't give you a response, did I? I can't remember what you did. You exactly. said deal with, you said that, deal with that no, means you I didn't some, give you a response. No, you did, you did. You said something. You said deal with it or it's love or something from Yuki. You said something. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. It's, it's a good thing. It's it's never been said before, though. I mean, okay. But I we found, think it, don't we? I found, I found, oh, right. We've never spoken about it. <laughs> I, found, I found this today, though. What did you find? Uh, if it's an old picture of me, I swear to God, I'm going to no, cut your pic- camera off. It's, it's a picture of us. How are we talking? Like staycation. If you send me the staycation, then I'll so, be right there. You know the thing we do with the postcard, the memories thing? So I was doing it I today. Do. I was printing the photo for it. Uh, I don't think you haven't posted this one. You could though. Oh, I need to post all those. I got them on my phone. I'll do it. I'll do it. It's a good one. It's a good one. So it's just like, oh... <laughs> That's a nice photo, isn't it? That's a good one. That's a good one. I got to post a batch of those. Actually, you know what? I might, I might do it tomorrow morning. Okay, cool. Go now that I'm here, I like it. I like it. Yeah. So uh, that was my confession. So Shindy was happy that I'd failed in my efficiency, but I am a very efficient person, and sometimes you know you've got to fail to succeed. So that's that. Remember the golden line, Karen. Do not major in minor things. It's a good line, is it? You like that thing, don't you? <laughs> Do you know what it is though? You get to a certain level. I'm quoting your own guy back to you. But when you've majored in so many major things, it actually is sometimes nice just to major in a minor thing. Yeah, is it? Just, it is sometimes. Like some, sometimes. Do you know how arrogant you sound right now? Listen, listen. <laughs> it's a podcast. I'm being honest. There are some days where like I've done so many big things, right? It's like, that's done, that's done, that's done. I ticked off all these big things in different areas of my life. And like, do you know what? I just want to sit here like today. I was like, I want to stick this on this wall while watching the cricket. And I just want to 
just do it nicely and take my time and, and i did and i was like it's a very minor thing but it's important to me and yeah i'm happy the problem is is when you minor minor things all the time that's when people don't make any progress. minor in minor things Sorry. So you're no, not making any no, progress no, no, no. in sorry, minor sorry. things. When you major in minor things, but all the time. That's the problem. Mm. Mm. If you don't understand the concept, guys, reach out. I'll explain to you in more detail. I've said it to Indy often enough now that he quotes it, which is good. But what I will say, you major in major things. So. Thank you. Thank you, darling. I appreciate it. The Pareto principle. I think you're mm. applying it now. Trying to. Mm. Trying to. Yeah. Next segment. If I had a penny for every time you fiddle with that bloody mic, honestly. I'm going to say something, which I say to Shindy sometimes. Go on. But I'm going to say the, the right version for you. Hmm. If you want a different podcast partner, go and find one. I can do, if you want. I can just find another doctor. This is why I chose doctor on the name. You understand that, right? You're very replaceable. Please. Don't you ever for a second get to think it. Shindy, irreplaceable. Shindy. Shindy, Shindy, <laughs> she's looking at me, man. She's giving me evils. Mm. Shindy, we finished confessions of married men. Okay, we're not we're not doing that anymore. You're getting daggers across the room, mate. Yeah, That's what you get. Yeah. Like sometimes. I'm like, Shindy, if you want a new husband, Lella. Okay. It's a great line, Indy. You, you don't mean that. Well, you obviously. Mean that. You never know, mate. It's hyperbole, isn't it? But you've got to say it. You don't have to say it at all, actually. No, 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 no. You've got to say it, man. You've got to let them know, innit? That's right, mate. Let them know, innit? All right, no, all right, no, 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 Okay, now you guys don't have a TV in your bedroom, so I know you guys do reading time. That's your normal pre... Or iPad time. Recently, mate, it's okay. been iPad okay. time. Okay. I've not had right. time to read a book before bed. Do you iPad time separately or together? Most of the time it's reruns of the office, so if I'm in bed in time, I'll do and watch it and watch it. No, it's together though. Yeah, but she'll watch it without me. Yeah, yeah, okay. But is there a situation where you watch separate things or not? Very occasionally. Very good. All right. Fine, fine, fine. Okay. You've done that. You've done your nighttime routine. You've done your potty. You've done your brush. You're in bed. Nini time. Your alarms are set. Whatever. And then you get that feeling. What's the feeling, Indy? Really need a toilet. Your brain says it to you, right? And the thing is, first it comes. The first time it comes, it's a very fleeting thought. It's like... Your body's like, sharp gunner. You're like, nah, 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 I'm fine. Right? And then, then it goes, right? And then you're like, okay, let me think about what I was thinking about before, this before the silly intrusive thought came in. Go back to like sleepy land, go back to cuddles. Whatever you're doing, you go try and go back to it, right? And then again, sharp gunner. <laughs> I love how we're, we're, we're um, what's the word? Not annotating. What are you doing? What's the thing you do when you um, talk over the top? Commentating. Yes, that's it. Sorry, my brain is very slow today. You're struggling today, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I'm not informed today. So, yeah. So we're giving. I'm gonna love how we give commentary in Punjabi, but um, then Bushabaya. Now, now it's a bit more strong, and you feel like your body is smiling as it tells you because it knows. But you still ignore it, and you think, just if, if I get to sleep, I know I can make it to morning, and if it's really bad. 
this is the thing I learned from, um, I actually learned this from Da Vinci Code. There was something in Da Vinci Code which talked about how certain, this is like pre-pre-alarm clocks and things, how people used to wake up ready for battle. Do you know what it was? Do you know people used to wake up in the morning early? You know, like early morning battle, like you'd want to strike before sunrise to get right. them surprised. Do you know how they used to wake themselves up? Cool. So one technique the Red Indians and I think Red Indians mainly used to use was before they went to sleep, they used to drink 12 glasses of pani. Fucking hell. Which then put massive pressure on the kidneys at like 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning being like, oh, wake up because you need to piss. Mm. Very effective. I remember when I read it, I tried it, and I was like, yep, this definitely works. Of course, of course it's going to work, you donkey. Well, Come on, man. glasses of Barney. Do you know how you many must have been like a racehorse, honestly. Do you know how many Barney was? Now, the thing wait, is... Wait, 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 wait. There's levels to glasses. There's the Punjabi Nikki 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 glass. Nikki Nikki point. Yeah, bro, I'm not talking about Ikea Barney okay, glass. I'm checking it. Yeah, you got an Ikea glass. I don't know if you have toys before, but there is a condition called water intoxication. You actually die from drinking too much. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you yeah, drink, so. what is it, five liters of water in an hour or something? I don't know. It's, it's a lot. It, has, it is a lot to do, but it is possible. But yeah, yeah it was like the Nikki Nikki glass. Mm. Um, the juice glass when the guests come around. Go and sit in there like, shut, 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 shut. Everybody. Funny, 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 funny. Yeah, 12 of these, bro. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I tried it. Anyway, I digress. What was my point? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you just think if I can get. I can sleep, write it out. I'm gonna be fine. I'm gonna be fine. Right. I know why the you problem. think this as well. Go on. For people that don't know, look at look at the video of Garden. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Distance. Distance, distance is very to the toilet is not such, nice. It's okay. such a bad thing. Mental barriers. Mental oh. barriers. Okay. Garden has his positioning of the bed to, if you're looking dead onto his side now, he sleeps on the right, Shindy's on the left. So he has to do the long walk around and then go. Whereas if Shindy needs a loo in the night, she could just yeah. nip up and go straight out and she's good to go. This is why, Karan, my rule with Sanjeet is I sleep on the right-hand side in the bed because I really know I reason. need to go to the toilet in the night. That's the reason. I mean, it's normally because the entrance to every room is normally the toilet, the, the doors on the right that we've slept in, just by chance. Why as a young man, are you going to the bathroom in the middle of the night there? Oh, mate, I still do now because I, I, I drink Barney to get through like hunger cravings in the night so I don't eat shit food. But then I realize I've drank too much Barney in the last like couple of hours to so come three o'clock in the morning. Oh, it's okay, like, okay, okay, okay. hello. As in it's appropriate. That's what I mean. Okay, okay, fine. As you, because as you get older, your prostate's gonna get bigger. Your prostate gets yes, bigger. Yes, I know. Wait, wait, wait. Explain that to me about prostates. God, it gets bigger. I thought it shrinks. No, it gets bigger. You get a condition called BPH. What happens to all men? Not all men will get prostate cancer, but most men will get BPH, benign prostate hyperplasia. Prostate gets bigger. What that means is when you start to wee, people get things like hesitancy, so they they want to go but it doesn't come, or they get poor flow. The main problem is they don't, they don't empty fully, which means you've done a piss, it stopped. You think that's the end of it, but it's not. And so that what that means is inevitably. They have to then keep going, and most men will go at the end of the night. A little trick, though, a little hack, I think I've said this before, is you force yourself to empty your bladder. So whenever you, you know the, the handheld bidets, which you're going to get mm. installed, the bum cleaner, mm. right? Whenever um, you use it and you know, you've know done number two, whatever, and you're cleaning your bum, even if you've already done number one whilst doing number two, the action of just using that on your backside just means you get even more emptying of number one. 
Um, Shit, so I find, okay. Yeah, so I find it very effective. Even if you're, you don't need number two, if you just sit down before going to bed, just spray. Again, you shouldn't need it at our age, but for older men. What if you did things it. like Kegels? Yeah, okay. Would that help? That could help. That could definitely help. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Is that something you'd want to do? No, because I'm thinking if I'm going to get to that age and I need to go for a piss all the time, I'm thinking, okay, I'll probably have to do Kegel exercises now to keep me going so I can not need to piss every night and have a good night's sleep. Yes, but just you could, you need to force yourself to empty. That's I think that's what men need to focus on. Force yourself yeah, to empty. Yeah, but to force empty. yourself to empty is all about, well, the purpose of Kegels, right, is to make sure that your mm. flow is clean, like everything's cuddly, so you have yeah. full control over it, so therefore you are empty. Yes. The easy way is just trick your mind. Which is like when you hear running tap, you want to wee. So you've got to condition yourself to weeing. That's why that that bum spray is interesting. It's because just having the tap on, some men don't go. Like in hospital sometimes when somebody we say, Oh look, we're gonna have to catheterize you and obviously nobody wants catheter. We'll give them like a chance and then they'll listen to rain music or they'll put the tap on to see if they go. But the bum thing, much more effective. Interesting. Just, yeah. Anyway, we digress. What were we, we talking about? You you resisting the urge, and then three o'clock in the morning you're paying oh, that debt. So, yeah, yeah, no. But the thing is, it's never it's never that long. It's literally you'll make it maybe twenty thirty minutes, and then the thing <laughs> is, when you decide, right then, right then, all right then, I'll go for a wee. Then you put me. It's like you're angry at yourself. But who are you angry exactly? Like who are you angry at? You're just angry at your, like the early version of yourself who's like, nay, nay, the woman, the woman, and then you stomp off in the middle of the night to do this piss and then you like, I know you have your little your night thing on. What we have is we have like a night light so we don't put the main bathroom light on. Mm. Um, but I'm just like, this is just so silly and you just feel so silly for needing to push up and then your body's saying, just a gloating little person, isn't it? And so, yeah, my question to you is, what's that conversation? What's the end of conversation you have with yourself? Do you have like a tactic? Do you have a strategy? Do you have like, I'll give it this amount of time? Are you like, yeah, got the urge. Go, go, go. Like, what's it happened your... to me last night, you know. I feel yeah, like I got go into bed. Tell me the context. Me and context. I yeah. thought I went to sleep. And I don't know what time I woke up, but I got up and went for a piss. Because I thought, <laughs> I thought I, this is weird. It's, it's like you've been in my head. Because yesterday I got back <laughs> from Munya and I thought I needed a piss. Sandra went to the toilet first and I was like, I'm good. I don't need to go. Cleaned my teeth, had a shower, ready for bed. I got into bed. I was like, I don't need a toilet. And then a couple of hours later, it was like, hello. Remember that piss you owed? Off you go. And I'm like, oh, fuck's sake. Okay, great. And I don't know what time I fully woke up to go and do it. It might have been 10 minutes after I got into bed. In my head, it felt like hours later. Mm. so there you have it but, but the general, dialogue is always the dialogue yeah, is always yeah. that but in the morning if it hits me at five o'clock in the morning yeah i know that i can ride it out for like two three more hours and i'm like oh okay. you know what you can get a little bit more ninny time in here and then i i use it as an alarm clock later because i'm like okay i really gotta go now which means i'm out of bed which means my day started you know you've left it too long when Obviously, the, the good feeling when you have full bladder is obviously when you release the pressure and you start weighing, right? Mm. But when you've left it too long, you've emptied your bladder, had that like, you know, two-minute piss, your eyes are watering, but you still got pain in your bladder. Yeah. Like, oh, this isn't good. Here, I overreacted. I, I, I left this way too long. It's basically this torment stretch on your bladder. And Close to a UCI, it. basically. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was my question. About any dialogues and push-up time and you're body just you know next time i reckon you'll you'll hear it now in punjabi 
I don't feel there's that level of hate anymore. But the supporters, wow, like they this they are they call for blood, man. Like I incredibly think I tribal. Yeah, like I saw a clip. I think it's from that India Pakistan. No, was it this India Pakistan game it was a different India Pakistan game, and uh, they're in some sort of hotel, and you know, like we go somewhere to watch a match. It wasn't a pub though; it was somewhere else. And I think India got wicket. India's India's support was much bigger. India were cheering, and then uh, you know Pakistan were on their side or whatever. And someone said something to someone. He goes, oh, "What are you going to do? What are you going to do?" And he just got really, really heated really quickly. Mm. It's like just chill out, man. So yeah, the hatred exists. It's definitely from a supporter level rather than the player level. It's not helped by films like Border, <laughs> right? So historically, there was so many Sunny films. the all of us. Sunny the all, right? This wearing his pug, right? So did you see that comment about you know we did that? Um, that was a really interesting take by somebody. So guys, context: we did a clip um, where we were talking about uh, dating as a thing as somebody who's the star wearing pug wearing. And obviously we referenced the pre-Diljit era and somebody been there put, yeah, pre-Diljit is basically just Sunny Diol in Border. <laughs> that was the only <laughs> reference. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's actually true. Um, but yeah, and obviously look, Border and uh, LOC, Cargill and all these like Bollywood films that are made are based on historical events. It's not like they're just saying, let's just make India-Pakistan made-up wars. They are based on real things, but that kind of I feel like that kind of rivalry, you know, from a military kind of point of view, then carries over into kind of sportland. Um, so I think that's why the why that dushmani exists. Um, but yeah, it's the biggest derby on earth. There's nothing that comes close to it. India did win recently. It's quite comfortable. Um, but the India lost last year uh, in the T20 to Pakistan. So yeah. why did British? Indians yeah, and so British just, Pakistanis yeah, have that that closeness to it, or that just just that deep, deep closeness to it. Even though a lot of us don't go to India very often, yeah, don't go so to your, Pakistan your question very more often. is why don't we support England? That's the question. No, it's not why don't we support England. It's why is our support so staunch compared to other sports where we're a bit like, ah, okay, England are in the football. We've done a bit shit, whatever. But when it's India, Pakistan, it's, whoa, this is very, very important to us. Mm, yeah, it feels really personal, doesn't it? I, I don't know, because I I think, although we're both Brit- British, right? Uh, you don't watch so much cricket, but I do. See, I grew up supporting just India until someone was like, well, why do you support England? And I was like, yeah, there's not a good reason why I don't support England. So now I do support England as well in cricket. Mm. You know, I'm British, I live here, I support England. But I feel like the support of India comes from these people look like us. This is where we're originally from. Hence, we'll, this is why we support. I do I do pick up on your point there. Now, I have been to India a lot of times. Not that I feel that it makes me more of a worthy supporter than somebody who hasn't been to India yeah. that many times. I don't think that is relevant in terms of why you support them. But I think it is to do with my family from there. I still might have family there. These people look like me. This is, represents my culture. I don't know. that. I think that's where it comes from. Um, but you're right. It's, it's very interesting. I find that there are people who don't watch cricket, but as soon as India Pakistan come, they pay attention. Yeah, yeah, and like properly, I pay attention. I don't know why, the, but I do. They have the tops on, and they're really going for it. And it's like, bro, you don't know anything about cricket, man. But you just, but for some people, cricket is just a jolly man. It's like it's, they don't they don't even understand the game properly. Yeah, it's, it's just a day it's out, just day a piss up, piss up, whatever. There's some people like you see them in the crowds, man. People are on piss, but they go there and they just do pangal all day, playing tol all day, the Bharat Army, like. Fine, man, but someone like me, like when I go, got my headpiece in, 
my friend's there, my friend's not there. Like, okay, we're talking in between, but really, I'm, I just want to watch the game, man. The game is a beautiful thing. Mm. Um, yeah, in Pakistan. Mm. It's a special rivalry. Don't get me wrong. It's a special rivalry, but you know, you know the other thing is, from a Punjabi perspective now, I it's mean, conflicting. Like I, yeah, like I met a couple of, uh, I met a guy actually today, no, yesterday, uh, in a work setting, and um, Muslim guy, and they came in, he was Paji, he was like, Hanji, and he was like, I was like, I always give the optional, as you know, English Kalkarni, Punjabi Kalkarni, would you like to speak English or Punjabi? He's a Punjabi, and he, so he was, you know, Muslim Punjabi, he's like, I'm from Jalandhar, and, and so I was like, okay, cool, and then another guy came in, he's from, like, from, what is Pakistan, but was Punjabi before, so he's yeah. Punjabi. Yeah. So I'm like, I have a lot more similarity with you guys, man, irrespective whether you're from Pakistan or India, because, you know, we're from Punjab, and we see Punjabi, and our culture is very similar. So, yeah. And that level of closeness to people who are Punjabi, mm. for us, I feel like it's not more special, but there's probably more closeness attached to it or more sensitivity. Because the partition obviously happened amongst mm. our border of Punjab, which got split into. And you can see that the people who were moved across between one and the other, we share a lot more in common than we do actually against each other. So it's a bit like, hang on, even though you're from Pakistan and I'm from India, we actually were the same place once upon a time and it actually all connected. So really there shouldn't be this level of beef. But then also the other flip side is, if your family were from Pakistan and they lived there and then they migrated to India, mm. should you not still feel an affinity towards Pakistan winning as well because that's where your family were and vice versa if your family was from India but you moved to Pakistan? So I'm thinking there's a lot of layers to it that makes me feel really conflicted if I'm going to sit here and analyze the deep hatred or the deep um, emotion towards it. I feel really odd about it now. Over the years, I used to just think, yeah, go India. Or Default maybe, yeah, 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 go yeah. England. But then when it came to England versus India, kids would ask me in school who you support. And I'm like, either, because whoever wins, I get happy. That's the best way of saying it. But now I'm older, I think about it. I'm like, actually, a lot more to do with colonialism, a lot more to do with the British coming over and, and changing things up. But I'm really trying to think how I feel about it. And I don't actually know. Mm. Probably sounds really sad, but I don't, I'm really conflicted because it's, on the one hand, you want to be loyal to your home nation, which is England, mm -hmm. but you want to be loyal to your home nation, India, which was screwed over by the place you live in. It's really deep-rooted. There's so many layers to it. And so what you do, Indies, like you do, you just become a neutral spectator and you're like, I'll just enjoy the game. No, I do that too. I do that too. But I'm fascinated yeah. with how people who don't give a fuck about any sport, when it comes to cricket, it comes yeah. out in, in them big time. They, There's a mate of mine who's into football, never yeah. seen him post about cricket. And he wrote on the day England versus, sorry, India versus Pakistan, come on India. And I'm like, geez, I've never heard you post about cricket ever. What is yeah. going on? Yeah, yeah. And he's older why, than me. Why, yeah. Why do you feel the need? That's, that's the thing. I think people get, definitely get caught up. They're not proper cricket fans, which is fine. You don't have to be, but I don't think they study their motivations. They definitely just jump on the hype. Yeah. But you're right. As you get older, you look at these things and they're not as easy. Like, I think the default position as you grow up is hate Pakistan. And yes, the it hatred, is. Yeah, and the hatred maybe comes from cricket, but then it extends into, well, I don't like Pakistani people. And yes, it, like, it, it, it did does. do that to it, me it as a kid, and no, I didn't I, like I think, that growing I up. Did, I think it does for most people. Um, it's not a good thing. 
it's really really not a good thing because then you get older and like you said like we just said you actually realize there's more similarity yeah and you're like so and then then you question but where does the hatred come from what's it based on well okay yeah. so there's no there's no need for the hatred i was kind of conditioned into hatred based on what i was seeing my peers and whatever other people say and they're like no i don't need to be like that and parts of it were also like embedded in you which is like oh they're muslim they're bad we're sick we're good and i'm like listen don't don't mix these together now stop conflating them because they are not the same you're now mixing religion with cultural values and those are complex cultural values it's not clear we all lived in harmony with each other once upon a time so i don't see why this is this is so charged towards like no they're pakistani they're muslim therefore you can't like them i've got loads of mates now who are pakistani muslim and they're some of my closest friends and i look at them and i think I love you guys to bits, man. Probably more than I spend. I, I spend more of my time with you guys than I do with other friends of mine who are Indian, Punjabi. So to me, it means nothing now, but I'm at an age where I can understand that. Mm. But you can see how a kid can potentially be pushed in that really bad direction early on without even intending to. And you've done that to a younger generation and they don't understand it until they're much older and then they start looking around and maybe start questioning themselves. But That's to question yourself, you need that self-awareness in you to ask, why do I think this? Mm. And if you're around people who don't think that way, when are you ever going to break out of it? And that, my friend, is the journey of life. So, yes, you need to have meaningful experiences. You need to have experiences that challenge your thinking. Part of, that's part of growing up, man. You, you grow up in life and you have values which you've essentially... They're extrinsic values. They come from power observation. They come from what you're told. They come from... So by told, I mean what you learn in school, what your parents tell you, what your friends tell you. And this is on everything. This So this isn't just how we should view Pakistani people. This is how we view money, what success is in life, what happiness looks like, everything. And then you have experience in your life. And then based on that experience, you start to reflect and think, hmm, do these things that I've learned that have served me so far still serve me going forward? The answer in most cases is it's not it's not altogether bad. It's now how do I amalgamate what the new and the old and how do I make that something into something that actually serves me going forward? Yeah. But you need an impetus to actually do that work. And the impetus for most people is some point of chaos. Something happens. This obviously didn't work for me. This didn't serve me. And then like you said, so why do I think this? Where does that come from? What's the so challenge status quo? What's the opposite side? Oh, okay. Now I've found some clarity. And that's where clarity comes from. I'd also love to talk to someone who's an in who's a Muslim from India and then see yeah. how they feel about it. Because yeah, are they yeah. influenced by people who feel like, okay, because I'm Muslim, I must support Pakistan, even though I've I'm from India for years. Yeah, and we've got Muslim Indian cricketers. Yeah. And and they sometimes, you know, if they're doing really well, we love you're Indian. And when you're not doing very well, they get villainized. Yeah, yeah, straight yeah, up. And immediately. That, and that, yeah, yeah, and that's that's obviously not right. And obviously, the other Indian cricketers will be like, "That's not right," and they'll call it out and be like, "Stop this bullshit." And India is like that, man. India is like really toxic. Like, if you are winning, man, you are the gods, and we will touch your feet. But if you are losing, we're gonna get the um, effigies and we're gonna burn them, and you know all the nuts that goes on to you. And this is shit. And because the expectation is just so high when you're the Indian cricket team, it's their sport. It's not like football, hockey, they're very good at as well. Yeah. But it's, this is like, they invest, you know, grassroots level. The population is this. You should therefore produce, you know, 11 players out of 
one billion plus people you know like, mm. i think there's an australian cricketer said it he said like you know you got to be special to be picked out of one billion yeah you play do. for india which means by that process you're getting the best mm-hmm. and you know india at the moment doing very well in the world cup they got a very strong team um the world cup is based in india right this year yeah. last time it was in india it was 2011 when okay. india won as well that was the second world cup so this would be yes i remember that because they played um, sri lanka in the final right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly that We're and again uni. india played by pakistan late on in that that was when i was in uni and so, i really saw i really saw this this whole thing clash that where is, i yeah. went to a university that that was um i went to queen mary which has a massive muslim majority there but yeah. i saw how people were really against each other they had to watch it in separate rooms you couldn't yeah. have people together you couldn't have india fans and pakistan fans in one room it was it was that toxic that was yeah that was at mahali that was in chandigarh that was a fiery match because th- those are days where there's there's a point in that game indian didn't score that many it's 260 low scoring game and uh yuvraj singh who ended up being player of the tournament he gets his wicket at one point he bowls somebody from pakistan team and then he yeah. just points to the dressing room he's like yeah i remember that i remember right? that yeah yeah that's when there used to be fiery exchanges man um yeah like i said i i'd say the indian pakistan teams are a lot more friendly now they play hard but there's a lot definitely a lot more respect at their level uh and the fans just need to chill out um i think the other point you raised which is a good point growing up having this hatred because you're taught to hate the opposition in that way but when you look yeah. back on it and you understand colonialism and how it was drawn out you learn that it's no one's fault and it's not down to any sort of set problem within us as people we were just divided by the british people or the british rulers at the time and then that's still running to this day if anybody wants to watch a film on this watch um, the last viceroy of india they explain this really well and there's a scene in there where they're actually dividing the map and you see basically the viceroy he has concern he's like this isn't based on anything what you're doing and yeah. the other you know the architects or whoever doing it are just like yeah let's just draw a line down here that's it and that'll be fine yeah you know like everything theoretical but not thinking about the actual people who have to migrate and how that's going to affect them i'm hoping uh, to get some historians on to talk about this one day on the pod yeah. just so yeah, we yeah, can yeah, really yeah, understand yeah. it and break it down to people at like a simple digestible level um that people can just tune in and say this is what happened this is how it occurred bam i know and, this and is then the you're, you're educated because we've grown up it's already happened so we, you know my nana ji for example he was born in pakistan okay his his original home was in pakistan and he if you watch from gadar and you see those trains and all the killing and all the thing that happened he was on that train so when we watched gadar i didn't know this but he was after it, he was like yeah i was i was on that train i had to pretend i was dead i had someone else's yeah. blood on me to pretend i was dead like it's a real thing um and he was like we were fine we were happy like there was no issue there were three three uh, mulks mulks meaning tarams uh, or religions so you know the hindu muslim and sikh mm-hmm. were all coinciding together man you had punjabi people who were punjabi irrespective of their belief system um which is why yeah like you know i think my default position growing up is i i, I thought about it actually when i watched india pakistan now 2003 world cup i remember being in the old house and i was watching india pakistan and zahir khan got the first wicket and i celebrate like crazy like yes yes come on get him out like, he's, he's got really aggressive yeah 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 and, I, and i'm thinking about it and i was like but why are you like just no need 
there's no need once you when you really the point you're making there is when you really study history and you learn about context and you understand motivations and who, where those motivations are coming from look we're looking at what's happening now israel palestine right like again there's a lot there man and unless you really look at it and try and understand from both sides it's not simple there's there's nothing simple it's not like no. you kill this person you kill this person therefore i should hate you and you're right and you're wrong this concept of right and wrong is a very nuanced thing depending on who you are and what you're it's very are. complicated very very complicated and i think anybody who has an opinion on these things should start with that that should be the first thing you should say having an opinion is fine but you have to have acknowledgement of this is very complicated first and then give your take or whatever to pick up off we said from last week on that i'm just going to tie that bit up and come back to the indie point i said i couldn't find a video on it or an, an explainer there was mm. one go onto youtube type in the rest is politics type in rory stewart and israel and it will tell you a breakdown of how the conflict occurred within about 11 minutes it's a very basic explainer is it the animated it's not one? in depth sorry is it animated is that one no, it's just him explaining okay. it word for word, but he okay. explains it in such a good way that I understood it. So that's one that people could listen to if you just want a 12-minute breakdown of what happened. It's not faultless. He even says himself, this is very simplified. And he said, I'm sorry I'm missing bits out, but this is the quickest way that I can summarize what happened and how we got here today. That really helped me um, get my head around stuff. So check that out. Um, right, back to the point. I'll wrap this up. Just one last thing. Yeah. How did Monty Panasar feel for all those years? What do you mean? Being Indian, born in the UK, but playing for England. Mm, still don't understand your question. Like, he doesn't have a choice. He can't play for India. No, as in he must have felt conflicted in some way, knowing that he's going to get every single swear thrown at him by his own people for playing for England. But that doesn't make you less of an Indian either no, by heritage. No. But you can bet your bottom dollar that he's probably still not liked, I'd say, by people from India, maybe if he went back. Because mm, I, I know, I used, to, I used to speak to him quite often, but I know he um, he goes back now for these like kind of legend series where the okay. basically legends of the game. And they're always in India, these super series. And he's quite well liked. Like he's doing a bit of journalism now. And he, I think in his position, the only way he can play for India is if he gets um, citizenship. So nationality change. Okay. So it's kind of like their position as well. So we're going to blame you for being born in England and being brown. So I understand your point. There probably are some idiots like that, but I don't think... I don't Did you think go to any of those games that he ever played in? Monty, yeah, I think maybe he went to One Ashes. When he was standing near the boundary, I knew people who went and they said he was getting it from everyone. Every swear word, your mother this, your mother that, in English and in Punjabi. And it's like, whoa. You mean India, India, England? Yeah, India, England. He would get it in the neck nonstop. Yeah, again, that's not right either. But then look, people are people, man. And if, if you've seen anything in the last few weeks in these conflicts... Like, I was listening to Ben Shapiro this morning and he was talking to Piers Morgan. And he said, part of the problem is, both sides, is when you're, you're assuming that people are rational. As in, what we think is normal, we think that everyone thinks is like that is normal. 
And he was talking in the context of, you know, you don't just kill women and children like it's nothing, for example. And so in the same th the same thing, like we've had this discussion, like we just said, okay, Man Monty Pants is born here. It's not his spot, he's born here. He represents England, he's a professional cricketer. What then gives you the right then to hurl abuse at him? Like, why, why would yes. you do that? Why would you do that? It's just not normal, is it? But there were just people out there, man, who just... I pity people like that now. It's like when somebody comes to me and they're upset about something and they'll tell me why and they'll tell me what that person said. I'm like, you know, that person has nothing, man. You should pity them as yeah. well. It's not right. Yeah. You should definitely call them out, but they just have nothing. And this is their little mm -hmm. exhibition of power. So always, guys, when, when you are seeing this or it's happening to you, try and... It's hard to do sometimes at the time, maybe do afterwards, but separate the two things. What are the motivations of this person here? Because most of the time, they just... They just, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. People, drop us a comment and tell us because I'm open to everyone's thoughts on this. I want to get everyone's opinions. Maybe you've got a different take than me and Doctor haven't got. That'd be super appreciated. So please comment below, interact with the poll. Um, I'll set the poll up so that it will be about this. Or if you want, you can DM us your thoughts on Indian Doctor on Instagram. Um, but obviously a comment is welcome if you're on YouTube as well. We'll jump into the next segment. A little bit more to touch on with this India-Pakistan conflict. You'll understand why. What's happening, doctor? If you say the weather, swear to God, swear to God. What is your problem, man? The weather is a very bro, important part of the British culture. Bro, okay. I know. <laughs> we love discussing weather. I know you're about to say it. You're like, no, I wasn't going to say it. Pandeo, no, no. Wow. It's time in the morning, right? <laughs> and then get out of work and I'm like, oh, bloody warm again. Like, you hold out like double, double, somebody. Fuck, you know, currently. I don't, like, <laughs> I don't like it. Anyway, no, uh, what's happening is um, Cricket World Cup. Hey. Cricket World Cup's happening. There's been some Three big upsets. Three weeks in a row. Yep. Same England, yep, yep. England has uh, lost to Afghanistan. That Did they today? No, no, like two, three days ago. Big though. Okay. Like, like shit well so what is, happens now did england not make it no no, no. the group stages it's fine it's all point system and then the top four go through semi-finals so it's a long group phase so everyone's got mm. multiple games but you know it's when you go into a tournament you, there's the teams where you're like these should be my easy wins teams that people don't expect to do well so you got your um netherlands are in there you've got afghanistan you've got um, bangladesh to some extent and then you got the big boys so you got india england australia then you got Sri Lanka, South Africa. South Africa. Yeah. So Pakistan. Pakistan always New Zealand. Dark, dark horses. New Zealand are dark horses. So there are the teams where you expect to win. Right. Now, England won the World Cup four years ago. On the on the way to winning, they lost three games in the kind of group stages. And the thing with England sometimes is they they all they almost seem to need to be in a pressure same cooker. Yeah, same as football, isn't it? need to win situation, knockout kind of game. They seem to just perform then and then they get momentum and then they just tend to win. When it's when they're too relaxed, they just don't seem to do well. But um so they lost. And then today South Africa, who basically whooping everybody, they lost to the Netherlands today. Uh and that was a yeah, Netherlands got a singles off. Have they? Yeah, Patka Singh man, proper gangster man. Tie ties it like that. not not hard ties Patka like down. And it must be his family because they kept showing like the supporters, the family, and there's just the Sadar thing with the start on. I was like, yes. Good. Yes, man. Really good, man. Big respect, man. Took a good catch today as well. I wonder if he's uh, going to get hate from the Indian fans as well when he plays there. 
<laughs> he's like, I'm from the Netherlands, man. What do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm just enjoying, man. It's just, it's just nice. It's nice when you have a, you know, live sport on. And the thing is, when you get older, I don't know about you, like, all right, there's some games. But even India, Pakistan, man, like, I was watching it, but I knew I had stuff to do. So I still had to do it. It's very rare. Like, I will you do get it. to sit down and watch the full game. Yeah. And if I, I feel do, like this on weekends all the time. I want to sit down in my head. I've got the best weekend ever planned. Right. I'm going to watch every football game. I'm going to watch every F1 event. Right. And then I get to watch maybe a half of one. And then I have to settle for that. And I'm like, that was a good return. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't mind though. The thing is, what I'm saying is that I, I like the idea that I can kind of watch it and be aware whilst I'm doing things. Otherwise, you know, if you have long periods where you're just not doing anything, especially at our level, level I mean age, uh, you just haven't, you, you're not going to get, you know, loads and loads of extra time just to be doing all these errands. So you just need to, you need yeah. to learn how to do both. Yeah. So you find. But I like having it so I can just flip it on at any time. It's going to be there. There's going to be some replay. And what I love about when it's these events is everyone's got a podcast about the post analysis now. I never used to be like this now, but I actually really enjoy the post analysis uh, and the pre analysis, obviously, as well. So it's just a continuous thing. It's just, I'm just a happy place. The word of content? World of content. It's good content. It's really good content, man. Yep. Yeah. Oh, what's happening with you? So obviously I saw Munya. I was meant to save that for the next segment. Oh, that but, didn't work very well today, David. But I thought I'd put it forward. So I saw another play last week, which you called me at, by the way, remember? Hey, you called me and I couldn't pick up the phone. I was at an event. My wife was occupied. I had no one to talk to. It was one of those events. And this, see, this, this is the reason, like I said, I only like going to events where I'm going to be one of the last people at these events. So why did this you go to this event? Primary, that's close to the person. But like, mm. close in a way where, you know, like say say somebody, you go to a stag, but you know, you know that person in a different way to all the other mates. So you're going to be the one, you're going to be the one on his own. So one, okay. of those, one of those scenarios where it's like, it's important for you to go, you guys have got a connection one-on-one, but you don't really know his other circles. It's one of those kind of moments. Yeah. And... So yeah, I was like, oh, so what should I do? I was like, oh, I'll ring Indy. You know, he was always just like doing work and doing things. I'm normally Vele, yeah. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll just ring him. We'll just talk about podcast stuff. You know, he always wants to talk to me about stuff and then we never have time for him. But now I have time for him, so I'll ring him. And, uh, and what do I know? He just doesn't answer the phone and I'm really hurt. And I stand there and I'm like, all right, let's do comments here, well. So I start going through and scrolling <laughs> back. And like, all right, let's go like three weeks before I didn't reply to this comment. Sometimes like Indy's already replied, but I'll also reply. I'll add a comment. Yeah. You see me do that as well. Yeah. I, I want to give my two piece on this as well. So uh, it's so funny. I was doing some replying yesterday, you know, on the, 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 the start one. Yeah. <laughs> Shindy's winning it. She was like, I can tell this is you. Indy doesn't speak like this. There's one person who was like, yeah, yeah. I think, I think it was somebody who said, it's married to a Gujarati person. And now I'm married to a singer. And I love this guy's the star. And, and I, I love like, singing. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, you go, girl. <laughs> I'd, I'd never say that. I know, I, I know, I know. never, ever yeah, yeah, say she was, that. She was like, why did you say that? I was like, it's funny. And all these people are there like liking it and loving it. Oh, like, there you go. You go, girl. It was, it was just really funny. Man. <laughs> but anyway, yes. You went Garin to getting play. his Barbie flex on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. I rang you. You didn't answer the phone. That was last week. You went to watch a play about... Gandhi. I watched a play and the play was called The Father and the Assassin. It's about... Mm. Gandhi and his assassin. Quickly give people so, the context because I, I can't actually remember the history. He was assassinated. Who was the yes. person? Uh, it was one of his, it was a Hindu nationalist basically who assassinated him. 
And there, what was his rationale? It's complicated, man. It's not linear. Basically, he didn't like the message of what Gandhi was standing for. It was meant to be, let's do one true India. But neither of them really got that. And then it turns into, okay, the India-Pakistan division. With that also comes other problems. And he didn't like the way how he tried Gandhi's methods himself. And it didn't get him anywhere with his protest functions or anything like that. He didn't have the same platform or the same kind of following. So he thought he was a bit of a bit of a falsity. So that kind of festers for years and years and years. And then eventually he assassinates him. So there you go. What happens to the assassin? He gets hung. Hung, okay. Fine. Yeah, he gets hung. So I watched it and I'm not really a fan of Gandhi, I'll be honest. Um, I've read some post-humorous stuff about him. That's not the uh, the most flattering. So I'm like, okay. But people in India love him, so I'm not going to say anything bad. But if you want to read it, go and read it. Um, he wasn't as nice a person as people made it out to be. And the way they kept calling him father, etc. Okay, I, think, I get I think, it. I think your point is he has this, what appears to be a squeaky clean image. He's not squeaky clean at all. No. That's and that point. image is never shown. It, it wasn't shown in the play either, which is a bit upsetting because I thought, this play, you know the facts now. You could sprinkle a little bit of his flawed character into it, but what they didn't. Was the, what was the message of the play? What was the point of the play? Because it depends. When you look it, at history, it depends what angle you're trying to focus light on. What was the point? The angle of the play was basically to show what times were like under Gandhi, what he was trying to get, but also trying to explain how there was like a radical part of India that was developing with nationalism. And this nationalist, basically assassinating gandhi in so his was it own more terms. his story it was his, his story motivation. but it was also following the footsteps of what gandhi did because that impacted his story see what i mean so then so if, let's say if that was kind of if they mixed in you know the weird stuff he did the adultery and you know the sleeping with women how do you think that furthers the story that they're trying to tell because it shows the flawed character of what he was and what he did no, on the side as well. But that sounds like you just want people to be aware of that nature and more. You just, well, like you just want to okay. expose him, but what does it add? Let me add another layer to this. So this was held at the the hang on, let me find the name of the place. Wait there one sec. Yeah, you went hang on. The father and the hang assassin. On. Right. It was held at where was it held at? Uh London Theatre the National Theatre right okay yeah right it's held at the National Theatre which kind of means there's going to be a bit of a a twist on it that's more palatable for those that aren't Indian it's going to be made for British people to understand it in a better way so there's a lot of emphasis placed on the British side of it and how mm -hmm. the British came in and kind of ruined stuff there wasn't much in terms of helping people understand the deeper issues that were at play in India as well. It was the British did X, therefore we will do Y. And that was a lot of the common theme that ran through it. Me personally, I was watching it and I was thinking, this could have been done better. There's more to it that you can give. But I understand that if you're given notes at a place like the British Theatre and you, a lot of your audience is not going to be me, it's going mm, to be exactly. white people yeah. who go to that theatre you have to make it acceptable or want to be watched by that by that group of people. Exactly. So you need to keep I still audience. feel yeah. you can show Gandhi in a in a 
flawed light. The same way how in films now with black culture, let's take Martin Luther King. They show his adultery side coming out a lot and how he cheated on his missus all the time. They show that now in his depictions because they're like, he wasn't perfect. He was flawed. The same thing kind of should be shown to it because there's facts to back it up now. It's not like it was made up. Hmm. And that's what was kind of lacking for it from my from from my perspective. One thing they did show well, which I'll give credit for, was the partition. They showed how it was done in a dodgy way. They showed how it was rushed. They showed the conflict that arose from it, the riots, all that stuff. Mm. And I thought that was done very well. Um, and they kind of showed it in a pretty, pretty positive light. So, yeah, it was a positive light. That's probably the wrong way. They showed it in the most suitable way you can, which they is... shed light on... Which is this is this is how it happened. It was some parts were really were really really obtuse. So some parts were minor frictions that would result in massive riots. For example, there's always the classic: you've got people walking into Pakistan, people leaving Pakistan to come to India. They go past each other, and there's just natural friction between them, and there's a lot of pentabangra and frustration, and then bam, fights happen. That was a good demonstration that I've seen happen in a few plays or in a few films that is very accurate to what happened mm. at the time. Mm. So there were some aspects I was impressed by, but others, I came out of it feeling a bit, I didn't like it. And to me, it just felt too pure. It didn't feel rough or gritty enough for what it should have been. Yeah, fair enough. That's your opinion. Like you said, I think, but you you have the enough awareness to understand that. Not everyone's you. They're trying to cater for a big audience. Of course, of course. And I'm not oblivious to that. Yeah, because you know more that you expect more. I guess if you know nothing about situations, it's probably the right level for you to get interested and have enough then to go deep dive. But you're going in at a level where you know a little bit more and you probably want a bit more. Hmm. Hmm. But yeah, and then it's weird how I saw that and then on the weekend, India played Pakistan and that's why I said to you, we need to talk about this this week because I just thought, too many things have happened for me to understand this in this week. It's, it makes sense to speak to you about this. Mm. But still, young people. it's always good to go to a play with the wife. Always good to have um, a broadening of the horizons to see what other people see us as. That's also a really nice thing that Sanj mentioned to me. She even said, I'm glad I went because I got to see what other people think we are like and how we are depicted to them. Good. Does that make very, sense? Very good point. Yeah. yeah. Does she mean yeah, now? Because what? Does she mean now or then? She means now, but also in that play as well. How we were depicted to them. Mm. So the massacre of where is it? Nineteen nineteen starts with a J. Yes, that massacre was heartbreaking, and no one in the audience knew about it because the actor went a bit off off piste, and he said. Do you know about this? And no one really said anything. And really? then he kind of the educated act, them the on the spot. Piece. Like, he it's didn't go off piece. Obviously, there's man. some improv that happens at the beginning, and then he'll play off it, and then it'll come back. But with this bit, he kind of shouted out loud, like, who knows about this? And then no one really said anything. And then he said, one person said yes. He said, all right, cool. And then he went into it and then showed them what happened and how yeah. it happened with General the massacre Dyer. and people were protesting, etc. So... He, he explained mention, it in, in very good terms. No, he didn't mention what them saying. And to me, I thought that's relevant, but it's not relevant to the story. Hence why I can see why Udham Singh wasn't mentioned because it's based around the assassin. 
it's not based around the partition and colonialism. Yeah, no, no. I just meant in that one bit. If you're talking about the massacre, General Day. It, then, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, it didn't, did it? Yeah. That's yeah. a great film though on, on Prime. I've, that's one of the few films I've watched and I was pouring with tears. And there's something that happens that when I see partition depictions, mm. it makes me feel really sad, angry, but also really sad as well at the same time as I watch it. No matter what depiction it is, it can be soft, it can be in your face. You just get this deep should, feeling of like, that was dark, like, man. You can't, you can't imagine. And the thing is, when I see things like this, or when you see Palestine-Israel conflict, right? When you see these things and you're of an age where you can, the gravitas is there, right? Um, you actually start imagining. I remember when the Ukraine war, war broke out with Russia. I remember telling you this, like I was walking, doing my daily walk or whatever. I think it's the day the, the, the war broke out. It was BBC covering it all day, whatever. And you think, imagine, you know, planes are flying over now, bombing England, which happened in the First World War. It's not in the mm. Second World War. It's not that long ago. Could happen mm. in the future as well. But you think about, you then start thinking about what it would be like actually be in the situation the same with the partition man it's like somebody said right get out go you just you look back at it now and you think one we think 1947 wasn't that long ago but how could it no. happen but how could it have happened but then there are so that many was other, our grandparents bro there are so many other atrocities not that long ago even after that 1984 being one of them we're going to be yeah. speaking to a guest about that as well how, how could yeah. that happen like these things happen somebody asked uh, I think it was a BBC reporter asked Ben Shapiro about this and he was like you know is this an existential moment right now he said absolutely he goes normally you look back on things after time through the lens of time like you look back at World War 2 and you, you said this genocide was wrong and this was bad and this was bad mm. and it's quite hard at the time to recognize the situation that you're in but he was like saying this is really bad really really bad yeah so yeah, I know what you mean, man. It's not good. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. Six did get a shout out though in the actual play, which was nice. It was like a one liner, but we got certain because I'm like, yeah, I know we weren't the majority, but what we had a pretty big role to play in partition, which was when he said over two million people were displaced or killed. I can't remember which line he was, but he said he said Hindus, Muslims, and six were all impacted by the partition. I think it was X amount of people were displaced and X amount of people died. And I thought, okay, fine. All because some guy just drew some janky ass lines and said, there you go. So, yeah. Yeah, but there was a very strategic reason to weaken Punjab. Yeah, could be that too. That I need to understand be. more of that, but yeah. That's yeah, absolute fact. Punjab is a very mm. strong region. It's very different to what it is now. Um, but if we think about that then I need to understand more about it because I don't know yeah, how yeah. strong Punjab was before that but when Pakistan was given as a nation did they intentionally do it around Punjab because they knew that was the right place to do it to weaken it and give it this existential conflict forever that I don't know but it served two sons they want their you know, their homeland and remember there were talks at the time you had Jinnah you had Nehru there was a Sikh representative and there was this, there was a promise that was given by Nehru, which was, 
we're not going to give you you're not going to give Sikhs a homeland at this point stay with us in India and once we give Pakistan Pakistan we're going to have another discussion we're going to give you what you want as well so there was this idea of this tri-state that was on the table they all you know all based on religion or whatever at the time never happened I was talking to Sanj about this and we said we don't think a, a six day would ever happen because people wanted to be Punjab but if you look at I'm looking up at my map now and she said if you look at the location of Punjab it's not a good location there's too many things around it which are conflicted all the borders are surrounded by other places there's no water supply there's no clear barriers around it that will stop you from having trade with others. So think of what's happened in Gaza. Now, I'm not saying it's the same thing at all before anyone clips this up. They've obviously, they're kind of stuck in a position where you're in Israel and that's your little part, but mm-hmm. that's it, which means you could be potentially smothered and, and kept enclosed. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to have that if it happens in Punjab as well, because if that's cut out, you're going to be Pakistan on one side and then India around the rest, if my geography is correct. And if you're having conflict with both, you could get squeezed very easily. Yeah. So it, it doesn't seem like it makes the most sense. And it's just like, I've never thought about it. And she said to me, if you tell me how it's going to work right now, let's talk about it. I said, you know what? I've never got past the actual thought of how it would look. But there are I've people, never sat down yeah. and really thought about it. I know there's people out there that have, and I'd love to talk to them about it. Yeah. But I've never sat there and thought about it and said, okay, agriculture, fine. Water supply, hmm. Um, imports, exports. Hmm. So there's a lot of issues there, just on a global no, no, scale of trade. How's it going to work? The economics, exactly. There has to be economic yeah. prosperity for this to work. Of course. 100%, rather than just for the sake of it being done. I think the people that actually talk about and advocate for this scholar level, I think they have thought about it geography-wise. The other thing that does get talked about is, you know, how the, let's say the Vatican. Yeah. Yeah, has its own special status, its own country. <laughs> there is this idea that, you know, even if it's just Amritsar, be afforded the same status. So small on the level of kind of the Vatican, mm. but this bigger idea of kind of independent Sikh state. Um, yeah. It, look, it's getting a lot of traction at the moment. Um, but Is yes. it? Yeah. I, I feel like compared to when we were growing up, it's it's talked about a lot more now than it ever was. I've never heard it, but that'd be interesting. I think mm. someone like Harvey would be good to bring onto the show if you really want to understand the motivation. I think there is timing for this, for sure. Um, the time is probably coming soon, but it's dependent on other other guests coming on. And I'm teasing the audience here, but we definitely do have some people coming on that are, you know, well-versed in this, that we do want to understand a lot a lot mm. better about mm. India, Punjab, colonialism, history. Yeah. Stuff that we've probably read, but don't fully understand, but the audience are probably unaware of. And I think it would be good to share that with them just so they can get a nice, well-rounded understanding and topic and piece of learning that we didn't get growing up. Oh, Wendy. It's been a very serious uh, one this week, hasn't it? It has, but you it know, not it? every week, not every week can be all not sunshine and rainbows. every week is about Kieran, you know, missing the Kieran, the Talon. It's you know. not, but it's not, I've it? got a feeling this episode will resonate with quite a few people in a different way. Yes. We can do serious stuff too, people. Oh, <laughs> no, yes. On that note, on that note, on that note, on that note, okay? Thank you. Yes, listen to your body. Uh, don't get too caught body. up in India and Pakistan. <laughs> Touch <Touching> my body. <laughs> don't get caught up too much in India versus Pakistan.
Uh, enjoy your life. Feel blessed. Hopefully you are. We are. Thank you for 7K and we'll catch you next week.